Good evening. I'm Paul Durienzo with the headlines. Protesters gathered at the Old Bailey in London, where supporters of WikiLeaks editor Julian Assange are making a last-ditch attempt to stop the famed whistleblower from being extradited to the United States. Assange faces 17 counts of espionage that could land him in jail for the rest of his life. In 2010, Assange published hundreds of pages of classified U.S. military documents on the WikiLeaks website. Stella Assange is married to the WikiLeaks founder. What's at stake is the ability to publish the truth and expose crimes when they're committed by states. The United States says Assange conspired with Chelsea Manning to hack government servers. Among the information found, evidence U.S. forces perpetrated war crimes in Iraq in 2007. The International Court of Justice in The Hague is hearing from 52 countries on the legality of Israel's occupation of Palestinian territories. A South African attorney made the case Israel is responsible for the crime of apartheid against Palestinians. We as South Africans sense, see, hear and feel to our core the inhumane discriminatory policies and practices of the Israeli regime as an even more extreme form of the apartheid that was institutionalized against black people in my country. In a separate case, Pretoria has accused Israel of genocide. More fallout from the war against Gaza. Israel recalled its ambassador to Brazil and declared President Lula da Silva persona non grata for comparing the war against Gaza to Hitler's extermination of Jews during World War II. Lula said, what's happening in Gaza happened in the past when Hitler decided to kill the Jews. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu accused Lula da Silva of anti-Semitism. President Silva has disgraced the memory of six million Jews murdered by the Nazis and he's demonized the Jewish state like the most virulent anti-Semite. He should be ashamed of himself. For the third time, the United States has vetoed a measure calling for an immediate ceasefire in the Gaza war. The draft resolution has not been adopted owing to the negative vote of a permanent member of the council. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield said the proposal by Algeria would negatively impact negotiations for a truce. One that would see a temporary ceasefire as soon as practicable based on the formula of all hostages being released and one that would get aid into the hands of those Palestinians who so desperately need it. The mention of temporary ceasefire is the first in a U.S. proposal. It's the language President Joe Biden said he used with Netanyahu in a phone call last week. State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller noted the inclusion on Tuesday. The president made that point last week, and now you've seen the the draft resolution that we're working on. But this has been a matter that we have been pursuing for some time, trying to get a temporary ceasefire uh, in exchange for a release of hostages. Meanwhile, the Palestine Health Ministry reports more than 29,000 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza since the war's start. As Netanyahu continues his offensive until total victory against Hamas, Ramadan, the Muslim month of prayer and fasting, is set to begin on March 10th. Israel says it will allow traditional prayers at Jerusalem's Al-Aqsa Mosque, but will set security limits. The site is holy to Jews and Muslims alike, setting up a possible confrontation. The Prime Minister has threatened to finish the job in Gaza if hostages aren't released by Ramadan. 
and more than a million and a half Palestinians remain crammed into Rafah, a town on the border between Gaza and Egypt. Amnesty International reported inhumane conditions, warning an Israeli invasion will be catastrophic. The president of Refugees International is Jeffrey Kanadik. He says public statements by U.S. officials contradict private conversations. In private, very few illusions on their part about what the blockages on humanitarian aid are. And that's why they are pressing the Israelis on deconfliction. It's why they are pressing on inspection and on the number of trucks getting in and all of that. The problem is that's that's being ignored and they're refusing to put any real leverage behind it. The New York Post has a plan by Mayor Eric Adams for a $50 million pilot project to provide migrants with debit cards funded by the city is being managed through a no-bid contract with Mobility Finance Capital, a black-owned business whose owner, Wol Coaxum, is close to the mayor. When we first uh, communicated with them on the campaign trail, we've been looking at products of running our city more efficiently, and this was one of the products. The mayor says the cards will help black and Latino-owned businesses patronized by the migrants and is cheaper than alternatives. Paul DiRienzo, New York.